creatures who lacked in learning and polish, no doubt, but who gave their lives without dream of earthly reward to poverty and to the danger and wearing toil of itinerant missions through the rude frontier settlements. These pictures had for their primitive accessories log huts, rough household implements, coarse clothes, and patched old saddles which told of weary years of journeying but to even the least sympathetic vision there shone upon them the glorified light of the cross and crown. Reverend survivors of the heroic times, their very presence there, sitting meekly at the altar rail to hear again the published record of their uselessness and of their dependence upon church charity, was in the nature of a benediction. The large majority of those surrounding these patriarchs were middle-aged men, generally of a robust type, with burly shoulders and bushing beards framing shaven upper lips, and who looked for the most part like honest and prosperous farmers attired in their Sunday clothes. As exceptions to this rule there were scattered stray specimens of a more urban class, worthies with neatly trimmed whiskers, white neckcloths, and even indications of hair oil, all eloquent of citified charges. And now and again the eye singled out a striking and scholarly face, at once strong and simple, and instinctively referred it to the faculty of one of the several theological seminaries belonging to the conference. The effect of these faces as a whole was toward goodness, candor, and imperturbable self-complacency rather than learning or mental astuteness, and curiously enough, it wore its pleasantest aspect on the countenances of the older men. The impress of zeal and moral worth seemed to diminish by regular gradations as one passed to younger faces, and among the very beginners, who had been ordained only within the past day or two, this decline was peculiarly marked. It was almost a relief to note the relative smallness of their number, so plainly was it to be seen, that they were not the men their forebears had been. And if those aged, worn-out preachers facing the pulpit had gazed instead backward over the congregation, it may be that here, too, their old eyes would have detected a difference, what at least they would have deemed a decline. But nothing was further from the minds of the members of the first M.E. Church of Tecumseh than the suggestion that they were not an improvement on those who had gone before them. They were undoubtedly the smartest and most important congregation within the limits of the Nedema Conference, and this new church edifice of theirs represented alike a scale of outlay and a standard of progressive taste and devotional architecture unique in the Methodism of that whole section of the state. They had a right to be proud of themselves, too. They belonged to the substantial order of the community— with perhaps not so many very rich men as the Presbyterians had, but on the other hand, with far fewer extremely poor folk than the Baptists were encumbered with. The pews in the first four rows of their church rented for one hundred dollars apiece, quite up to the Presbyterian high-water mark, and they now had almost abolished free pews altogether. The oyster suppers given by the Ladies' Aid Society in the basement of the church during the winter took established rank among the fashionable events in Tecumseh's social calendar. A comprehensive and satisfied perception of these advantages was uppermost in the minds of this local audience, as they waited for the bishop to begin his reading. 
they had entertained this bishop and his presiding elders and the rank and file of common preachers in a style which could not have been remotely approached by any other congregation in the conference. Where else, one would like to know, could the bishop have been domiciled in a Methodist house where he might have a sitting-room all to himself with his bedroom leading out of it? Every clergyman present had been provided for in a private residence, even down to the licensed exhorters, who were not really ministers at all when you came to think of it, and who might well thank their stars that the conference had assembled among such open-handed people. There existed a dim feeling that these licensed exhorters, an uncouth crew, with country storekeepers and lumbermen and even a horse doctor among their number, had taken rather too much for granted and were not exhibiting quite the proper degree of gratitude over their reception. But a more important issue hung now, imminent in the balance, was to come so to be fairly...